Genesis chapter 19. Amen. I pray you will get behind me this morning. The word will speak to you. You know, I always told you when my pastor preached and the word was speaking to me, whether it was cutting me or it wasn't, I was standing up and cheering it on because the word is the word. And sometimes when the word cut us, we just sit and put our thumb in our mouth and we start sulking or we just sit there like, oh, man. No, no, no. Anytime God speaks to you, it's a good thing because if he gets silent on you, that's not good. The scripture talked about there was no word in Israel for 400 years at one point. That wasn't good. That's where false religions start. That's where, you know, the flesh start working. You don't want to be around where there's no word from God. The flesh will begin to guide you and lead you, and man will come up with all kind of um, rituals and, and, and man-made stuff. And you don't want to live by those set of rules and guidance like that. And so you want a word from the Lord, and whether it makes you happy or sad, it's a word from the Lord. Just take heed and let the word of God speak to you and do what it says. Amen. Genesis chapter 19. Amen. I'll start in verse number 15. You know, we're in our Daniel reading, uh, our fasting in our reading, and it's just been tremendous, tremendous. Uh, don't just do it for January. Just try to ask God to help you maintain this spiritual focus and discipline that's helping you right now, that's making you so aware of God and so aware of what he's saying. This book has all the answers we need. If we really will search it, we'll see the answers are all in this book. Genesis chapter 19, verse number 15 says, And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters which are here, lest thou be consumed in iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand, and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his Two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him without the city. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said, Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plains. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. And Lot said unto them, Oh, not so, my Lord. Mm. Behold, now thy servant had found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast shown unto me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me, and I die. Behold, now this city is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, that I will not overthrow this city for which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou be come thither. You heard that? The angel of the Lord told Lot, I cannot do anything until you're out of here. That's something you better make note in your brain, write it down somewhere. God said, I can't do anything until you get out of here. 
if you belong to God. That's how he rules. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zoar. Genesis chapter 19, we'll jump down to verse 30. And Lot went up out of Zoar and dwelt in the mountains and his two daughters with him. For he feared to dwell in Zoar and he dwelt in a cave. Somebody say cave. He and his two daughters. A lot of stuff going on there. First Kings chapter 19. First Kings chapter 19, verse number 9. And it came thither unto a cave, and he came thither unto a cave, and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous. That word there, if you look at it in the Greek, it's more like I've been very zealous. I've been outgoing, doing your business, Lord, for the Lord and God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left and seek. And they seek my life to take it away. Elijah the prophet in the cave, running, scared, after he just showed up those prophets of Baal. He's the man. God used him mightily. And now we see him running to be in a cave and just licking his womb and being sorry for himself. I want you to do me a favor this morning. I want you to pray for me and I'm going to pray for you before we're seated. I want you to pray that God will use me, God's anointing will be upon my life, and that God will use my voice to speak to you, and that it will not be me, but it will be you. And I'll pray that your heart will be open to what God wants to do, and your heart will be right. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, your people that stand before you this morning can't do without you. They need a word from on high, Lord God, a word that will set them on their path that they need to be set on. They need a word, Lord God, that will transform them by the renewing of their mind. They need a word, Lord God, that will deliver them and sustain them. They need a word, Lord God, that will make them free, Lord Jesus. A word, Lord God, that will take them in their purpose, Lord God. And I pray this morning that their heart will be open, Lord God. And that, Lord, their heart will be purified, Lord God. And that you will remove, oh God, the stony heart. And that you'll remove, oh God, whatever is in their heart that will hinder the word from doing what it's supposed to do. That the word will be imparted and the word will take root and the word will grow and produce good fruit. Some 60-fold, some 30-fold, some 100-fold. Let the word of God transform lives today. Let the word of God do great and mighty things in lives today. Let there be deliverance in the name of Jesus Christ. That none will walk out, Lord God, without a touch from you, without Without an experience, without the power of God being manifested, and without them understanding, or thus said the Lord, I pray faith will operate in this place and that we will respond in faith, obeying the word of God. We ask you these things in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Today... 
God has entitled this message, Come Out of Your Cave. Come out of your cave. Touch your neighbor, elbow your neighbor, do something with your neighbor says, Come out of your cave. My God. God wouldn't tell us to come out of a cave if we wasn't in a cave. I feel strongly about the word of God today that God is calling us out of our caves. In caves, the floors are full of bones and pottery probably. People have been born in caves. People have lived in caves and died in caves. There is nothing attractive about a cave. It is dark and damp and empty. Sometimes you will find various animals in caves. You will find bats in caves. You will find snakes in caves. You will find owls and bears and wolves in caves. Hibernating there. Trying to get shelter from a storm or from a situation or from being hunted. Caves have been used by all kinds of creatures that need a shelter from the storm or from a situation or from being hunted. Caves is where we go when we're trying to hide. We're 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 looking for some protection. Uh, we're looking to, to, to keep ourselves away from everything else. We don't want to be found. It's raining. We need shelter. The storm is coming. There is no place else to go but in that cave. The scripture we read in Genesis speaks of Lot. Lot was given instructions by the angels of the Lord. The angels of the Lord came and they said to Lot, let me paraphrase a little bit, God has sent me to destroy these two great cities. But I can't destroy these two great cities until you and your family are not in this city anymore. You and your family are the only people that I am obligated to save out of this city. And so the angels of the Lord says, Lot, we're going to destroy this, these two cities. So you, your wife, your daughters, we need you to get out of this city and flee to the mountains or to the mountain. Lot said to the angel of the Lord, well, hold on. The mountain may be a little far. How about we just flee over to this little city over here called Zoar? Can we just be in Zoar? The angel of the Lord said, fine, go to Zoar, but you got to get out of here. I'm here to make mention to you this morning a lot of things I will begin to point out to you. But when you get a word from God and you try to make it fit what you want, you're going to pay at some point in time again. 
It's going to come back at you again. It's going to come back to you again. If God is saying something to you and say, this is what you need to do, and you negotiate with God so you can get your way, sooner or later, you're going to have to come back to that very same thing and deal with it. Because what God says, it's always going to be that way. And what you want, it might not be that way. Lot negotiated his way not to go to the mountain. He negotiated his way to go to Zoar, the little city that was close to the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Fine, Lot. You can go to that city if that's what you want. So here's what happened. He went to the city. And... Fire and brimstone came from heaven and rained down on those two cities and destroyed them. However, as those cities were destroyed and continued burning, Lot was over in Zoar, which was kind of close now, and he's looking. Hold on. Is it going to continue to burn and eventually come over to Zoar where I am? And that's when Lot decided, well, now I'll go to the mountain. Timing is everything with God. Mm-hmm. There are days when we, we, we somehow started running late and we missed some things that could have happened to us. Timing with God is everything. And we have a problem with God's timing. We like to negotiate our own timing. And you'll get a chance today to see if you want to hold on to your timing or you're going to let God time and work in your life. Lot decided he wanted to operate on his timing. And so when the fire began to burn close to Zoar where he was, he said, you know what? It's time now to go to the mountain. Well, that's well after when God had appointed for him to go to the mountain. So now he goes to the mountain and he goes in a cave. And he's in the cave. You can check and find out some things that happen in the cave. Fear is faith's enemy. If you possess faith, fear will try to come and make you not have faith. And you have to hold on to faith and says, I'm going to trust God. If he says what he says, I'm going to have to trust God. I don't have to understand it. I don't have to see it clear. I don't have to have the explanation of how it all going to work. I just know I must trust God. And trusting God means I have complete faith in him. Trusting God means when he says something, that's what it's going to be. I don't care what prophet. I don't care what man of God. I don't care who says anything else if God says it so shall it be it can't change God is not a man that he should lie if he says it so shall it be and so you got to have faith and you can't let fear cause you to run into your cave. Many of us have gone into caves because we've allowed fear to drive us in the cave. We're not in the caves because we had faith. We're in the caves because we were fearful. Fear will always try to get you to not operate in faith. God wants to bring you out of your cave today. Not tomorrow. Not next week. Can I tell you this? Huh. 
We don't understand the importance of timing. Let me give you, share something with you so you will notice moving forward. And you will remember this has happened to you. You could be in a bad situation where you're doing wrong in God. And you know you're doing wrong. And you're, you're sincere in your prayers going to God and, and, and repenting of it, wanting God to forgive you of it. But you find yourself still in that situation and you're wondering, why can't I get free from this? You know why? Because repentance, your liberty in God has to still do it God's timing. And sometimes God don't respond to what you're saying because he knows in your heart you're not even even sincere. But God shows up when you become sincere. And so that's why we spend time, many times and hours praying, God, forgive me, God, do this. And God says, okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, get it out, get it out, get it out. And he just walk away and says, we'll take care of that some other time because you're not ready. He didn't say it verbally to you. I'm telling you how we operate. We'll get to it because you're not ready right now. But when your heart becomes right and you begin to cry out sincerely, God says, I'm ready. I'll deliver you right now. And that's how he's always worked. That's the favor of God. And that's the timing of God. When you're ready and your heart is right and you're ready to be delivered, God will deliver you. But if you just play games with yourself, oh, God, help me. But really and truly, you'll stay stuck in that situation for a good minute. I understand things happen which causes us to go into a cave. But I'm here today to tell you, God wants to bring you out of your cave. Barry liked to say, enough already. You ever hear him say that? Enough already. That means, you know, this, I'm tired of this. Let, let's just, this is enough. Somebody needs to feel that way today and know enough is enough. I've been in this cave for a long time and if God is telling me today I need to come out of that cave I can't try to worry about anything else. I'm not here to wait till next week or next month because if I could come out of that cave on my own, I would have been came out of that cave on my own. I need Jesus to get me out of the cave. That's why I keep making promises. Yeah, I'm serious today. I'm serious this time. I'm going to do it this time. Well, you can't get out the cave on your own. You need Jesus to get you out the cave. And Jesus has come today to say, my daughter, my, my son, here is my hand. Come on out of your cave. God didn't intend for you to live in your cave. He knew that life and situations and challenges would get in our way. He knew we would experience things that were hard and things that made us hurt. He knew all of that. And he knew we would run in the caves, but he didn't intend for us to live in caves. We have made some decisions we thought were good, but they did not turn out good. And they caused us to go and be in a cave. But God did not intend for us to stay in that cave. The Bible tells us that David used the cave to hide from Saul. Saul used the cave because he was discontented. 
The children of Israel used the cave because they were fearful. Caves are usually used by people who are afraid. Caves are usually used by people who are distressed. Caves are usually used by people who are in debt. Caves are always used by people who are discontented. If you're afraid, if you're distressed, if there's a debt, if there's discontentment, you have gone in a cave and God has sent me here this morning to tell you, come out of that cave. Caves can be very dangerous. Caves can be dangerous because they start out as a hiding place. However, that hiding place eventually becomes your prison. You ran into the cave to hide. You ran into the cave because you were afraid. And now, years later, you're still in the cave because it has become your prison. It has held you hostage. And you think you want to get out, but you've become accustomed to your prison. Why you think the recidivism rate is so high, 78%? People that get incarcerated usually go back 78% of the time. If you get incarcerated, you will go back at least one more time. That's called the recidivism rate. Why you think it's so high? Because if we get stuck in our hiding place, eventually we become comfortable with that hiding place. And now that hiding place will begin to become our prisons. And we will get comfortable with it. And it will hold us there. And we will think we're okay when we're not okay. We will be comfortable with our prison and make it okay and a way of life. But God didn't intend for you to be in a cave. God didn't intend for that cave to be your prison. God want to deliver you and set you free. Somebody need to give God some praise and say, God, I'm coming out of my cave. I don't have the strength. I don't know how to do it. I don't want to be embarrassed, but I don't care. As long as I come out of my cave. I understand you have been hurt. I know people have treated you wrong, even turned their back on you. I know how badly you desire a genuine, loving, godly relationship where you know the person really loves you. I know you have been really carrying around this burden and nobody understands the burden you're carrying around and you're, you want to go to somebody for help but nobody seem really to care about you. Nobody really seem uh, trustworthy enough for you to say, uh, can I talk to you? you? You're carrying this burden around and you, you want to unburden yourself but you can't because uh, you don't trust people. You feel like all they want to do uh, is get in your business and talk about you uh, and all these things are happening and you're carrying around this weight and you're carrying around this burden. You don't know where to go. You don't know what to do. And you're praying and you feel like God is not doing anything. So you just get up and say, God, I can't no more. And you run into a cave and isolate yourself or insulate yourself so you can't be hurt no more. 
I know it happens. I know those things happen. I know you've been treated badly. I know people have talked about you. I know how hard it is. And you went into your cave. I know. I know God knows. He's not mad at you for going in the cave. God, God is not upset with you because you went in the cave. David went in the cave. He's not upset with you because you went in the cave. What he's saying is, I know you're in the cave. I love you, daughter. I love you, son. I'm going to get you out of that cave. It is not my will. You should stay in that cave. Come out of that cave. I will lead you out of that cave. Hey, God is going to help somebody today. God is going to help somebody today. He's probably helping somebody already. He's going to help somebody today. He wants you to come out of that cave. Uh, let me tell you something. Let me tell you a story. This is, let me tell you a story. Oh, my God. Uh, God is so powerful. I heard a story yesterday. Yesterday I was talking to a few individual and this man told me he said before I met you I was supposed to meet you he said you know I was looking for a church and I didn't know where to go to church I knew a couple of churches but I just didn't like this one church and he stopped going to the church he didn't want to have nothing to do with that church and he was looking for a church and this man told him I know where you can go to church. That's what the man said to him. I know where you can go to church. He said, where? The man said, there's a church in a firehouse on Nottingham Way. The preacher's pretty decent. Go and listen to him. It's a good church. They just got started. The man said, he came to the firehouse twice. Twice. And he's looking for the church. He couldn't find the church. Where's this church? Man, how can this guy tell me to go to the church and I don't see a church? So he left, and he kept on wondering, where is that church? And my God, if it wasn't but a few weeks later, the pastor of the firehouse church knocked on his door. Didn't know him from Adam. Don't know anything about him. God just wanted us to do his business. And we went into the community. We started knocking on doors and telling people Jesus loved them. And we wanted, we were praying for people and talking to people. And we knocked on the door of the man that was told to go to the firehouse that could not find the firehouse. Don't you think God want to bring you out of your cave? God knows everything, knows every situation. Wherever you are, God knows how to reach you. But it's still up to you what you're going to do when God come and say time for you to come out of your cave. What are you going to do? Are you going to stand there like you don't understand? Or are you going to say, God, only you can know what I'm going through. Only you know how badly I wanted to come to church. Only you know how badly I want to be holy and I want to be righteous and I want to serve you and I want to be victorious in my Christianity. Only you know. And so if you tell me to come out of my cave, God will do his part to get you out of the cave. But you got to answer the call. You got to answer the call like we talked about last week. You got to respond to God in order to get out of your cave. If we stay in our cave and lick our wound, our cave will truly become our prison. But it doesn't stop there. Our cave will eventually become our burying place. 
So your cave started out being your, your hiding place, your shelter from your storm, your place where you was insulated and isolated from everybody, insulated by the things in the cave. Nobody's going to come around me. I put things around me so nobody can get inside. Uh, somebody help me. You have put things around you. You have, you, you have lived your life where it is so to your liking where I won't let anybody in. I will not let anybody get close to me. I will not allow anything to get in. You insulate yourself so you feel like you cannot be hurt anymore. You insulated yourself so you, you feel like nobody can do anything to you anymore. I'm going to live my life where, guess what? Nobody can dictate. Nobody can do anything to me. And I won't be hurt like that anymore. And I won't be challenged like that anymore. And I won't be treated like that anymore. You've insulated yourself by going in your cave. And you're there. And yeah, you've been alright. And yeah, nobody's hurt you then. And yeah, you've been protecting yourself. But what can you do while you're in your cave? How are you going to serve God in your cave? How are you going to live for God in your cave? Your cave is only for you. And if you stay in your cave, you can't give God no glory. You can't do nothing for God. God will not be able to reach you if you stay in your cave. Get out of your cave. Get out of your cave. The voice of the Lord has come to speak. And He wants you to know. Get out of your cave. Get out of your cave. Enough is enough. You weren't supposed to stay that long. It's not where you're supposed to live. Get out of your cave. Get out of your cave. Uh, cave is dark and while you're in your cave you're walking uh, you're living uh, in darkness uh, and you have been in darkness for so long uh, that now darkness has become light to you uh, and while you're still operating in darkness uh, you're thinking that you're in the light uh, you're making decisions like you're in the light uh, you're making decisions like you have the knowledge uh, you're going about like you got it under control uh, but you're in the cave uh, and because you've been in the cave for so long uh, you can't and darkness is now your light but God wants to bring you out of that dark cave and put you into the glorious light of Christ come out of the cave come out of the cave somebody listen to me Elijah Elijah he was feeling sorry for himself and he ran into the cave. Elijah, uh, he said, God, uh, this is what Elijah said. Let me paraphrase it so you can understand it. This is what Elijah said. God, of all the things I've done for you, God, of all the mighty works I've done as your servant, as your prophet, I did so many great things. I served you so well and I did all these wonderful things. How can you allow, oh God, for me to be in this situation where I'm being hunted to be killed? How how can you allow that God? And he ran into the cave because he thought that he would be killed. Now how can God use you that miraculously and you experience all those things? I had to come to this place myself one time. I had to say, I said to God, right before this church got started, I said to God, God, maybe you're done with me. 
Maybe there's nothing else for me to do in the kingdom. Maybe this is my time. Maybe you have used me up as much as you can and there's nothing else for me to do. If that's it, I'm okay with it, God. If all I got to do is just come to church and just sit and listen, that's fine. Maybe you have done everything you could in my life, Lord. I understand. I'm okay with it. And that's when the Lord started telling me like he told Elijah, are you kidding me, Wayne? Look what I've used you to do. Are you kidding me, Wayne? Look how I've worked in your life here. Are you kidding me, Wayne? There's no way. Look at this. You think I could be done with you? No, this is what I want you to do. And I had to come out of my cave. I was in my cave. Uh, I've uh, isolated myself and insulated myself. Uh, I was worried about what everybody else was saying. I was worried about what people may think. And I was in my cave. Uh, and the Lord had to tell me, son, I'm not through with you. That's because you was in your cave while you started thinking all those things. That's because you're in your cave while you thought I was done with you. There's no way I could have been done with you. Uh, I didn't do everything that I wanted with you, Wayne. Come out of that cave and go and do the work of the in 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 first kings he told elijah let's look at verse 15 in first kings chapter 19 let's look at verse 15 what he said to elijah and the lord said unto him go return on the way by the wilderness of Damascus, and when thou comest, anoint Haziel to be king over Syria, and Jehu, the son of Nimshim, shall thou anoint to be king over Israel and Elisha. Haziel, Jehu, and Elisha was anointed by Elijah. But here is the story. They only got anointed by Elijah because Elijah had to come out of the cave. Elijah was in the cave licking his wounds, complaining about everything that was wrong, complaining how can God left him hanging like this and his life is about to be destroyed. Anybody ever felt like that? Like, God, how can you not do something? I feel like I'm about to die. I feel like I'm about to lose my life. I feel like everything is going wrong. I feel like sooner or later I'm going to be done with. Oh, God, anybody ever felt like that? It's all right to feel like that. The prophet Elijah felt like that. But God came and says, Elijah, I need you to go. Come out of this cave and go. So here's what I'm asking you today. Who does God need you to anoint? Who does God need you to speak a word to? Who does God need you to be an example to? Who does God need for you to be a witness to? Who does God need you to go to? Somebody needs a word. Somebody needs an example. Somebody needs to hear the voice of God. Somebody needs direction. Somebody needs an answer. And who will get the word from you? Because if you stay in your cave, the people that are closest to you that need a word, that need direction, that need to hear from God, they won't hear. They won't get direction if you don't come out of your cave. This is why we cannot say we're okay staying home from church. You're in your cave. Some of you literally got man cave. 
And so we go in our man cave and we don't go to church. You tell me who you can help in your man cave. Who you can help in your woman cave. Just tell me. You're in your cave. You can't help nobody in your cave. All you can do is stay put. I'm glad I don't have to deal with that stuff. But while you're glad you don't have to deal with that stuff, guess what? You're dying. Your, 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 your cave has become your prison and it's getting ready to become your burying place because you just don't want nobody to hurt you anymore. You don't want nobody to treat you wrong like they did before. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm telling you, you can die without Jesus or you can live with Jesus and every once in a while you're going to suffer some hurt. Uh, Jesus came to this earth and Jesus himself uh, suffered hurt by the very people he created. So if we're trying to dodge hurt, if, if we're trying to isolate ourselves so we don't become hurt again, if we're trying to protect ourselves so no one can do this to us and do that to us, uh, you're going to die in your cave. That's the only place you won't get hurt is if you stay in your cave uh, and just isolate yourself uh, and just stay with them dry bones in there and stay with them animals and you and them become the same. Uh, if you just stay in that cave. Oh, just because you don't want to get hurt. Just because you don't want nobody to come at you. If you stay in that cave, that cave will be a prison. That cave will hold you hostage and you will die in that cave without Jesus. You can't escape hurt. Jesus, when he created mankind, the Bible says that there was a tree of life and there's a tree of knowledge of good and evil. The Almighty God, the Almighty God gave us a choice to choose him or choose whatever we wanted. Don't you think he got hurt when we chose what we wanted? Ah. Ah. And so, if you're going to experience great relationship, it's a revelation here, you're going to have to make yourself vulnerable, and you're going to have to become hurt. You're going to get hurt to ex- if you want good relationship. Now, if you want some kind of agreement, if you, if you want some kind of situation that you've got set up that works for you, that's fine, but that's not going to profit you anything. Because only a real bona fide relationship will profit you something. And so if you are so worried about your hurt that you got to conduct your life a certain way, you will never experience a really good relationship. All your relationship will just be uh, shallow. People will just do what they got to do to make you feel good, but they won't ever really get close to you. You won't get any deep in any relationship. It won't profit you anything. It will just be all shallow. All because you're worrying about your hurt. And God has already given us, God has already spoken to us in the book and shown us that if relationship is going to be good, there's going to be some hurt every once in a while. You can't have relationship, good relationship without hurt. And so we've been trying to have good relationships without being hurt. Yeah. Just doing our thing. And as soon as somebody does something to hurt your feelings, you go in your cave. Okay? Keep doing that and see how far you get in life. You will always help us, Jesus. 
Be careful. Because you will never really have relationship with anybody else other than a couple people if you just want to have relationship without hurt. Check your, check your relationships and friendships. If you just got a couple people, it means you're in a cave. Yes. Yes. Only a couple people you mess with, you're in a cave. Because God has called us to the kingdom of God to be an instrument, a conduit, a vessel that he can work through. And if all I'm around is a couple of people, that's after a while, don't those couple of people know who I am? Don't those couple of people know what I stand for? Oh, yes. What about the, the world that's around us? What about the neighbors, the co-workers? What about? Because we are in our cave, we can't touch their life. Because we're in our cave, People are going to suffer. God wants you to come out of your cave. God wants you to come out of your cave. I'm closing. Understand this. Your cave can be an attitude. We have all kind of attitudes. Some of our attitude is we think we're better than each other. Some of our attitude is, if they're not on my level, I'm not messing with them. We have all kind of attitudes. Your cave can be an experience that you had. I'll never let that happen to me again. And so because that happened to you one time, you, you go in a cave so it never happens again. An episode of something. And so that's your cave. Anything preventing you from being free in Jesus is a cave. If you come to church and you can't worship, you're in a cave. If you come to church and you can't dance before the Lord, you're in a cave. If you come to church and you can't praise God, you're in a cave. If you come to church and you can't give God the honor, if you come to church and you don't let yourself be open, you're in a cave. You're supposed to come in the house of God. And if you can't make yourself free in the house of God, you're in a cave. Stop making excuses. We have to confront things. Confrontation sometimes is what we have to do. Confront the situation that caused you to run in your cave. Deal with it. Stop saying, I can't, I can't, I can't. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is very important. Truth will make you free. When you have to confront something, just go with truth. And when you go and confront something with truth, you can't help how somebody's going to feel, but you have to be so convinced about the truth that you just spoke that you say, all I can do is be truthful. And that's how you confront things. You don't confront things with your emotions. You confront things with truth. And when you confront it with truth, you just let it be. But if you stay in your cave, you, you, you're going to die in your cave. 
the way you got to get out of your cave, you got to decide, I'm going to confront whatever I have to confront in order to get out of my cave. I'm going to deal with whatever I have to deal with to get out of my cave. Don't you know if God is telling you you can get out of that cave, if God is calling you out of that cave, don't you think he will help you to deal with whatever you have to deal with, help you to confront whatever you have to confront? Come out of your cave. I'm closing. Final scripture. John chapter 11. John chapter 11. Verse 38 says, Jesus therefore again groaning in himself cometh to the grave. Listen, it was a cave. (laughs) See, I just haven't been just preaching nice stuff. I'm preaching the word to you. He came into the grave, and that grave was a cave. And a stone lay upon it. So not only was he in the cave, that is the grave, there was a stone upon it. Can I tell you, there's a stone in your way. God impressed upon me strongly about this stone thing. Let me tell you two things he showed me in this this stone situation. The stone that was before the grave. It means you, you can't come out of your cave until the stone is removed. Then this morning for all of you who already read, see I'm staying on my game. Not only have I had to study everything for what I was going to preach to you today, but I read my scriptures for today. Three chapters, right? But but, you know, Matthew chapter 13 has a lot of stuff. That was a long chapter this morning. But one of the things you read in that, it talked about your heart, the ground. It talked about that when you, this is what happened. I, I prepared this yesterday and then this morning I'm doing my reading. And then the Spirit of the Lord just say, see that, Wayne? The stone deal is important. Let the people know about the stone. Got to be removed. He said in Matthew, I think somewhere between, in 13, somewhere between uh, 20 and 22, he talked about the different kind of hearts. And one of the hearts he talked about was the stony heart. That when the seed is sown, right, that, that, that okay, it go in and, and, and the tree begin to grow. But then when trials and tribulation comes, Then the other one was where thorn was. When the trials of life, the cares of life come, that seed that was sown in your heart is no longer doing what it's supposed to do anymore. All of a sudden now you get taken away by your trials, by your tribulation. All of a sudden you get taken away by the cares of life because the stone was not removed before you allowed a seed to come forth. And so if we're going to come out of our cave, we we, 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 we can't come out until that stone is removed. And Jesus said, take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he had been dead four days. Jesus wants you to know today, if you've been in your cave so long that it became your prison and you ended up dying, he can still help you. If you've been in your cave so long, 
that you got to a place where it became your prison. You could not get out. You just feel stuck. And this is just all I can do. You have settled that this is the only place I can be. I can't do nothing else. I can't go. I'm stuck. And then you started dying. And you died. And you were buried. Jesus sent me to tell you this morning, you can be buried. And he still can get you out of your cave. There is no situation that you can be in that God can't bring you out of. And he says, I know you've been in your cave. I know your cave has become your prison. And you stayed there for so long till you died and was buried. Bones on top of you. Stones on top of you. You were dead and gone and nothing was coming from your life. Nothing happening. Oh, somebody, I need to tell you, you can't let nothing come from your life. You can't just live your life and just nothing is coming from it. And believe me when I tell you, if all you do is go to work and come home and take care of your kids, what they like to say, we can't brag for what we're supposed to do and who we're supposed to be. I can't go around telling somebody I'm a good dad. They're supposed to look at me like I'm crazy. What do you mean you're a good dad? You're supposed to be a good dad. We can't go around thinking, oh, all we're supposed to do is go to work, pay our bills and eat, take care of our responsibilities, make sure our children are okay. You're supposed to do that. You're supposed to do that. But where is God's part in all of that? Where is God's part in all of that? Jesus said unto her, uh, said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Oh, Lord, help us. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I know that thou hearest me always, God hears you always, he just responds when he wants to, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he thus has spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Can you hear your name echoing by the word of the Lord? I hear names in my head right now. God is telling you, come forth. God is screaming out to many of you in here, come forth. God is calling you saying, come forth. God is saying, come forth. Listen to his voice. He's calling you. I know you want to hear it loud like mine. I know you want to hear it audibly, but you know in your heart God is calling you. And if God is calling you, you need to get up and come out of that cave. You need to get up and come out of that grave. You need to get up and come because God is calling your name. We read in the scripture that if you stay in your grave, God gets no glory. Oh God. 
God. If you stay in the grave, if we stay in the grave, uh, there is no glory that God gets out of it. Uh, but the day uh, that we come out of our grave, uh, when God says, uh, come forth, uh, and you come, uh, then the glory belongs to God. Uh, the only way you will give glory to God uh, is when you manifest what thus saith the Lord. Uh, as He speaks, uh, if you will respond, uh, in the beginning was the Word, uh, and the Word was with God, uh, and the Word was God, uh, and the Word became flesh, uh, and we beheld the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Uh, when the Word uh, is obeyed, uh, it is manifested, uh, and what it means is uh, the glory of God will be revealed. If you want to give God glory, you come out of your cave. If you want God to get the honor, you come out of your cave. If you want people to know God is able and God is wonderful and God is all powerful, will you come out of your cave? God will see you through. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care how difficult it seems. I don't care what you think. God is telling me to tell you, uh, if you will come out of your grave, uh, if you will come out, uh, He will deliver you uh, and set you free. Stand with me, stand with me, stand with me. And he that was dead came forth bound. Uh, when you come out of the grave, you come out of the cave, you're not all good yet. Uh, today is just the beginning what God is getting ready to do in your life. Uh, he's calling you out of the grave uh, and out of the cave. Uh, and when you come out, you still uh, have got the, 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 the aura of the cave. Yes, you're still, still consumed uh, with the grave clothes. You're still consumed uh, by darkness and you're still consumed uh, by the things. Your mind is still uh, consumed by the things uh, that you uh, have been witnessing and Experiencing in the cave. You're still messed up while you're coming out of the cave. But God wants to deliver you as you come forth and you're bound. You know what God will do? He will command the great clothes to loose you. He will say, loose her and let her go. Loose him and let him go. That's when you become liberated. That's when you become delivered. That's when you become free. Somebody in this house today, God wants to deliver you. Somebody in this house today, God wants to set you free. Somebody in this house, you know God has spoken to you and told you, come out of that cave. Oh, come up out of that grave. Stop isolating yourself. Stop insulating yourself because you're worrying about what people can do to you. God sent me to tell you, nobody can do anything to you unless he allows it. Nobody can do anything to you unless he said they can do it. And so whatever you are worried about, God wants you to know, don't you worry and don't you fret. I am the almighty God. My hand are not too short that they can't reach you. My power 
power is not waning. I'm still the almighty God. I'm still the all-powerful God. I'm still the all-delivering God. And God wants to deliver you. And God wants to set you free. And God wants to bring you out. And God wants to let you live a victorious life in Him. Will you come out today? Will you step out of your grave? Will you step out of your cave? Will you come forth and let the grave clothes loose you right there? In the name of Jesus. Ah. Yeah. Your time has come. God's been calling you a long time. God's been calling you a long time and your time has come. Ah, yesekele mosatarabaha. Ah, no, 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 mosatalamaha. Things are falling off of you right now. Things are falling from you now. The things, the things that had you bound. Oh, they're loosening you right now by the power of God. It's the power of God that is causing you to be free right now. God says you're getting ready to experience liberty. You're going to feel a freedom, a liberty in your life that you've never felt before. From the top of your head to the sole of your feet. Yes, your heart is tied up. Your heart is tied up. God, I pray that you will lose your heart today. Set her free, Lord God. Set her free, Lord God. Loose her, Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ. That her heart will be free, Lord God. That she will be free to worship you. Free to praise you. Free to give you the honor. Free to allow you to work your work in her life. And I pray today in the name of Jesus that you will never be the same again. I see your heart loosening. Oh, the knot, the knot that's in your heart is 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 loosening. The knot that's in your heart, oh, it's loosening, it's loosening, it's loosening, it's loosening. You're getting free. You're not going to focus on anything but Jesus. The knot is being untied. The knot is being untied. The power of God is here. To set you free. There is no power like the power of Jesus. Oh, God. According to the word of God, I command you today to be free. According to the word of God, oh, the authority of the word of God, I command you to be free. And I pray the authority. In the name of Jesus Christ, that you will never be the same again. In the name of Jesus. 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 I've come to confront your adversary with you. I stand with you today to come and confront your adversary. I've got authority and I've got power. God has given me the authority and power to pray that you'll be free. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. And today, uh, the weight, the weight that you've been carrying is weight, is weight that you've been carrying. And I've come today uh, to un-